0: Good morning. So three things you can do today to improve your bone health. Yesterday, we had our question and answer session, which is all all about bone health, the research on it, Uh, osteoporosis, osteopenia, which is a bit like the pre-diabetes to type 2 diabetes that osteopenia is to osteoporosis, which is essentially like the decline of bone. Now, I just want to share a few things on here that might help because it's not really looked at too much, but scarily, Um, It costs the UK every year four billion in terms of um, from fractures, like um, osteoporotic fractures, which is crazy when you consider, yes, like between the ages of 20 to 30, we peak with our bone mass. But from then, there's a lot of factors that we can control, um, which I'll I'll go over. Not to mention that this is a scary, scary, scary statistic that if you fracture your hip, 10% of people who fracture their hip, this is from the NICE, NICE Guidance, uh, which is UK. Um, 10% of those people will die within a month and 33% will die within a year from fracturing their hip, which just shows goes to show the, the importance of looking after bone health. And, and it's not really talked about much, is it, really? If you think about that, how much we talk about diabetes, heart disease, all these things, yet bone health... Isn't really a sexy topic, is it? Really, it's quite like, oh yeah. and 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 when you think about, you know, that, um, and the fact that one in two women will get an osteoporotic fracture in their life, whereas one in five men will, whether that's related to HRT, uh, estrogen, and the drop that we see, um, like fifty years plus, and before that, perimenopause as well, contraception could go on to it, go go into it in a bit in a lot more detail, but today. Um, I want to give you three things that you can do to help with that, which is number one, which is resistance training, loaded training. If you look in care homes, they know that even, you know, it's a place where people deteriorate quite quickly in terms of potentially in terms of their bone health, unless they get the right uh, loading in terms of weight resistance work or um, some of the other stuff that we go over just now. But we know that resistance exercise can help with this. The pressure, the bone density that comes with that, whether that's lifting something, whether that's doing body weight stuff, whether that's doing um, like holding a weight, uh, but body weight stuff is absolutely fine. That still counts as loading on on muscle and bone, which all impacts bone density. Even if it's like the boxing sessions, like like we do sometimes, or whether it's kettlebells or holding a dumbbell or tin of beans, whatever. Super simple. Doing a squat, doing a push up against the wall, all these. We know, help, help with that. And we know that this is something that we are in control of and that we can add in. So that's number one. Are you doing some form of resistance work? And, and this is irrespective of all the other benefits that come come with that. But if you look at longevity, muscle, diabetes, all those things as well, that's going to be a big thing. Hey, Linda. Hey, Stephanie. Um, number two is protein intake. Now, when you look at um, some vegan diets, and there was a study in Oxford done quite recently, They found that meat eaters compared to vegans, every 1,000 cases, like fractures or or, so every 1,000 people, if you like, um, there was 14 more fractures in people who who followed a vegan diet than um, meat eaters. Now, they did control for protein. They did control for um, halin. They did control for calcium as well. So even even controlling for that it still existed but I would still hypothesize that if you if you bring in more resistance work if you can bring in more uh, higher protein intake that's going to help as well that's going to help benefit that and that's going to be protective in terms of the muscle as well not to mention the bone because if you if you think about how conjoined everything is together and how everything works synergistically you have more muscle you might have more energy in terms of things feel easier like so you're willing to do more but you've got to get through that stage it might feel quite hard at times and that's why we say start small focus on what you can do what not the perfect time because well let's face it everything's either deteriorating or we're protecting or we're building but we can't be doing two things at once so you know there's only so many tomorrows that that we have unfortunately so it's thinking about okay What can I do today to get started with that? What can I do? What are the small things? Like, How can I add some protein in? And and like I said, if you can add that protein in, if you can add that resistance work in, these two in themselves are going to be super important. We then go into calcium and vitamin D. Now, we could go into a few others like phytoestrogens, which I went over as well, like the functional foods, which seem to have a lot of benefits as well. But pretty much when you talk to anyone in the street, they'll know that oh yeah, calcium, etc., and we know that that's very easy to implement into your diet. We we know from like studies in care homes, which are obviously very controlled. That's why they're used a lot. Hey Sue, uh, studies in care homes that even increasing people's uh, diet from like two portions of dairy to four have a beneficial impact on bone health and risk of falls and fractures, which is obviously really super easy to do, right? That could be from teas and coffees to yogurt, um, etc. But um, Vitamin D is a is a no-brainer one. Um hey Joe, vitamin D is a no-brainer one, not to mention the other benefits out there. Now, it's actually a bit of a grey area in in bone health simply because so many people are deficient in vitamin D that when you when they try and do studies, they often compare sufficient with more. Now, we know that the best intervention is one where someone is deficient and you give them it. And it has a big impact because, of course, they're deficient in it. The problem is is it's seen as very unethical to get someone in who's deficient in vitamin D and then say, right, you're either going to get placebo, no vitamin D or vitamin D. So it seems quite unethical because you're potentially harming that person, because if they're given vitamin D now, they could get benefits, not just with bone health, but their immune system, um, their gut health their mood, sad, mental health, all of these things come with it. So it's it's quite hard to study. But what we know is that nutrition is a difficult science in that you can't just know that it's not like a drug. You're either having the drug or not in nutrition You're either having the vitamin D or not, but the the problem comes in that someone might just be outside more. So even though they're not given the vitamin D, they get more vitamin D. They might just eat more oily fish. They might eat more eggs. So naturally they're getting more. So it's very difficult to distinguish. But what we do know is that calcium and vitamin D in general um, has a great impact on it. So that's resistance exercise, protein, calcium, vitamin D. I'll throw one else in there, especially if you're perimenopausal, postmenopausal, might be worth looking at. Vitamin K2 seems to have an effect. uh, Bone health in... Women, postmenopausal, perimenopausal, but not men. Interesting. Whether that's related to... I I have no idea. I don't even think the researchers really know the mechanism why. Um, But it does seem to be more protective. uh, Whether that, like I said, is linked with uh, HRT, estrogen, whether... People take it or not, I don't know. I don't know if they went into that depth in it, but it's definitely interesting to see, especially with given the um, more recent interest with phytoestrogens, which um, seem to have a benefit, and whether that's linked to whether that's more beneficial in people who aren't taking HRT, because the people who are taking HRT obviously have um, estrogen, which is protective of bone. Anyway, I rest my case. That's all we got for today. Really interesting area, and not really talked about a lot. But like I said, longevity health. Reasons probably beyond weight loss, beyond starting in January, right? Like reasons to start now and do what you can now because, yeah, who knows? It, it could make a massive difference to where you are and, and the decisions you make and how you feel. And your risk of falls. You know, that's the thing. No one no one walks around and goes, well, how's your risk of fall going at the moment? Wow, well, it's uh, soon in the future when it's on your watch. Well, your risk of fall today is 1.2%. Your risk of fracture from falling down is 02 point two percent yeah one day we'll maybe be comparing bone densities how's your bone density today yeah good i had my calcium and did my resistance work and it's up to my protein anyway that's the future for now let's control what we can not what we wish we can any questions let me know today's the last day to come in on our christmas fit program if you want more information on that comment below comment below of christmas um with our kickstart hey helen hey debbie anyway have a good one busy day. Marlborough uh, lots of resistance work sessions and talking protein. So I will see you later. Have an awesome one.